There's so much to tell you that I don't know where to begin. Maybe I'll begin with Ekor City, the very heart of the world. You'll never find a city like this one. I don't care what anyone says about it. Ekor is the entire world. Cities are alive. This is something people know intrinsically without ever needing to think it. Our souls become part of the places we live and we burden them with our stories. Our memories, our hopes and dreams, our fears and disappointments. Romances, conspiracies, betrayals, crime. The fight for equality, for wealth. The activities of the formidable Augur Corporation, as much as I distrust them, are the backbone of so many stories from Ecker. Mr. Hastings, Mr. Hastings, <sighs> could I get a comment on the new Alpha Prime initiative that was unveiled last night? The brilliant minds within, and the ceaseless progress they forge. Please welcome Dr. Volta, everyone. I'd tell them the same thing any sane person would. No magic that strong exists. Alpha employs acute scientific technique to carefully selected individuals to achieve our prodigious results. The shadows they cast. I I'm telling you, there's something in that lake. It's augers doing. I don't know if they're dumping toxic waste or... Have you seen... Um, have you heard of that blog, The Shadow of Ecker? You should talk to that guy. He'll set it straight for you. The resonant glow of the veil. As bright as the neon lights of the city that stain the night sky with a permanent pollution of blues and pinks. Updates now on veil activity over the Echor Mountains. We're expecting to see the mysterious lights again this weekend, folks, anytime after dark this Saturday. Remember to stay inside if you want to be 100% sure of your safety during the biannual astronomical event. The terrifying power it holds changing us beyond recognition into the stuff of nightmares. Government officials are reporting that there is no known cure for the virus and is urging citizens to stay in their homes and avoid contact. The monsters that lurk in the depths of our waters and the myths and legends of beings from beyond our world. These are the stories that make up Ekor, loud, hungry, demanding to be heard. All these mysteries and the people that fuel them their incredible lives that weave into one another in ways that are impossible to unravel. You learn so many of them on the night shift. My name is Sebastian Fenn, and this is the Night Shift Podcast. That's too short to get it all right. First time around, you better not fuck up. I'm Seb. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I live in Ecker City. It's this cradle of life beneath the Ecker Mountains in the Northwest. And I don't know if there's anywhere else in the world like it. Home of Augur HQ, obviously, so that's a big one. 
But there's also all these mysteries if you know where to look. And I look. Constantly. I set out to make this thing because I want to tug at their threads and watch them unravel. So here I am, making a podcast, because there's absolutely nothing else to do on the night shift. Oh. Okay. Welcome to Night Shift Coffee. What can I get for you? I am a pretty ordinary guy with a pretty ordinary life. I work late in this coffee place in Twin River called Night Shift. And, well, I believe. I believe there's far more going on in Ecker City than anyone is willing to admit. My goal here, really, isn't to prove anything. It's just to talk about it. Share all the evidence I can find so you can draw your own conclusions. I thought I'd start with Ecor's very own megacorporation, Augur, because there's no subject I'm more interested in. Now, obviously, wherever you are, you've heard of Augur. They're the biggest company in the world. If you're not listening to this on a piece of Augur tech, you probably have one in your house. Even if you don't, you can flip over pretty much any household product and find the words a subsidiary of Augur Incorporated. If you're from Ecor, you'll also know a thing or two about Alphas. If you're not, you've probably heard of them on the news or something. Augmented humanity, manufactured by the most progressive and impressive scientific minds in the United States. Alphas are super soldiers in otherwise ordinary armies. Security detail for world leaders, the 1% and so on. If you haven't seen them in action, you might not believe the rumors. These are people who can move so fast, they're a blur before your eyes. People who can see in the dark like it's the middle of the day, or lift a flip car right out of a pileup with their bare hands. They're the place where science and magic meet. According to Augur, Alpha is the next stage of human evolution. Of course they'd say that. Augur are responsible for creating these genetically engineered freaks. And how do you respond to those naysayers who say that your work with genetics is beyond the realms of science? That's a poor choice of words. Beyond science. I work with alphas every day. If their existence wasn't achievable with science, they wouldn't be among us. That's Dr. Angelo Volter, head of bioengineering at Augur, right here in Ecuador City. Volter is in charge of several sections of biotech, including the Alpha program. As far as I'm concerned, he's the devil incarnate, a man playing at being God with little care for the consequences. He's also devilishly handsome, and he's on TV and in magazines every other day. People call him the face of the future. And to the people who say there must be something arcane involved in your experiments? I'd tell them the same thing any sane person would. No magic that strong exists. It hasn't existed for centuries, if it ever did to the extent people like to believe. Alpha employs acute scientific technique to carefully selected individuals to achieve our prodigious results. So it's all down to the Alpha Wonder Serum. Indeed, the Wonder Serum. The thing about alphas is that no one really knows how they come into existence. 
Whatever tricks Augur pulls, it's behind closed doors where no one can steal their ideas or call out their practices. There's a way to sign up to the program, and then there's a truckload of waivers and non-disclosure forms to sign, to sign your whole life away. High risk, high reward. Alphas make bank when they graduate. There was a survey back in 2016 on the highest paying salaries in the state, and the margin set by Alphas was ridiculous, something like 83% higher than the average office worker. But barely anyone makes it through to the point where they actually get the superpowers that Alga brags about. The rest of them can't say anything about what happens behind closed doors, or Alga will sue them out of their asses. I looked it up. It's actually 87%. Their average salary is the same as an executive, and is even higher for Alpha Primes. Not to brag or anything, but I make $13 an hour serving coffee in the middle of the night. Who would you say has the better deal here? If it's that bad, what's really going on that no one's allowed to talk about? And if it isn't bad, what's with the secrets? The Alpha program isn't the only suspicious corner of Augur, either. Their grubby corporate fingers sit in so many global pies, from medicine to household technology to hospitality. Every day is another occasion for a takeover. Local businesses and corporations alike falling into Augur's trap. Augur products are like spiders. You're never more than three feet from one of them, even if you don't realize it. Your cell phone, your oven, they've all got Augur chips inside them. And here in Ecker City, it's bordering on ridiculous. Acorp owns more than 50% of everything inside city limits, and they're still expanding. Little places like this coffee shop, they're treading water to stay above the all-consuming auger tide. Even Night Shift's got one of those auger-approved stickers on the door. Justin says it's good for business. North. Northy. Can I ask your opinion on something? What is that? A microphone? That's Adair North, their head barista at Night Shift and my close friend. North is a big fan of Augur. I'll be calling on North from time to time to provide a different viewpoint to mine. An audio recorder, yeah. <laughs> Why? Oh, it's just for... I'm, I'm making a podcast. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, what's it about? Is it like true crime? Grizzly unsolved murders? Weren't you listening to one like that already? I was, yeah. No, sort of. Uh, it's about conspiracies. <laughs> and true crime, probably. I'm going to cover all sorts of stories from around Ecuador. Unravel some of the mysteries here. Oh, so like that shadow blog you read. That's all nonsense, you know? The ramblings of a guy with too much time in his hands trying to stir up trouble. Shadow of Ecuador is an anonymous blog I'm sure I'll be referencing in future. It shares a lot of the kind of stories I'll be covering on this podcast. It's a great source for the kind of news that the actual news won't cover. Anyway, Feldman said I needed a creative outlet. I like conspiracies. I'm still surprised you don't. You like ghost stories. <laughs> there is more evidence ghosts are real than there is evidence that they aren't. Conspiracies are unhinged. They're written by people who wish the world was more interesting than it is. The only secret out there is that everybody in charge cares more about getting rich than they do the ordinary people. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it'll be good for you anyway. Something to channel all that energy into. 
even if Feldman's a creep. Sorry, is he gonna listen to this? Actually, I don't care. He's a creep and he should know it. So, how many shots of espresso do you think I can drink before I see God? Public records show that the Alpha program in Ecker City officially started 10 years ago, which is also how long Dr. Volter has worked for Augur. The program is a division of his bioengineering department. These records also state that there are currently 125 active Alphas in Ecker City alone, either in the security team at Augur, hidden in law enforcement and the emergency services, or in private employ as personal guards. An unknown number of Alphas work elsewhere in the world, in the US military or at overseas facilities. Alphas are usually identifiable by their uniforms, which sport Augur's garish orange logo, but in civvies, they look just like anyone else. You could walk right past someone with lab-created superpowers and never know the difference. So just who are these augments, hiding in plain sight among us? How do they come into being? How does Augur select who makes the cut? And should we really be letting one corporate giant control the world's only superhumans? It's hidden behind various red tape, but if you can afford the fees and can be bothered with the paperwork, you can request the details of these individuals directly from the company. Alternatively, if you're an ordinary person like me, you can find information about alphas on message boards like Hustle. Hustle has a dedicated forum for talking about them, sharing pictures and videos of them in action, and speculating on their powers. User Ada837 shared the following story of her most recent sighting. This happened to me, female, 24, last Friday night. I tried to take pictures, but it was really late, so most of them didn't come out. But I'll attach a couple at the end of the story that you can kind of see. I didn't see any uniforms either, so take it with a pinch of salt that this was an auger-employed alpha, but I figured this guy was just off-duty or something. I don't know if they need a license or anything to use their abilities off the clock. If anyone can give me an answer, comment below. I was coming out of the Escobar in Upper Calum. I don't usually go to pretentious places like that, but I had an Eros date there and I wasn't going to turn down someone else buying me a $40 cocktail. The Esker is right at the edge of Upper Calum near Silk Meadows, close to that Augur village area. Me and the date, let's call him Dan, male, 26, had just stepped out of the bar to catch a ride to Nightfall to go to one of the clubs, when something rushed past us at high speed. It was like a large shadow like a motorbike in the dark, but there were streetlights outside, so it shouldn't have looked like that. It wasn't a light anomaly from the inside either, because the Esca has curtains over the windows. It turned the corner into the next street. Dan said it must be an Alpha, and he's a fan. He wanted to get a closer look. We followed around the corner, and that's where we saw him. There was this guy, dressed all in black. Like, black jeans, black jacket, black shoes. He had another guy pinned up against a car, lifted off his feet with one hand like he didn't weigh anything. The second guy was by no means small, but the first was even taller, and he made it look so easy. Like the second guy was light as a feather. We didn't want to get too close, so we didn't hear what he was saying, but he was definitely threatening him. It was too dark to make out any facial features, but I was staring so hard, and I swear I saw the first guy's eyes flash red for a minute. Like glow red, like a warning light. And then he was gone. Right before our eyes. He saw us and ran, I think. He moved so fast that we could only see a blur in real time. 
Does anyone know what this could have been? Is this an alpha anyone knows? Here's the pictures I tried to take. At this point in the post, Ada837 shares two photographs. They're grainy and there's motion blur, so it isn't clear what's going on. But you can tell that it's Upper Calum from the architecture and the expensive cars on the street. In the first, two shadowy figures crowd up against the side of a car. If you didn't know the story, you might think it was an intimate moment, but if you look carefully, the larger one has a fist in the collar of the other guy's jacket, and that guy's feet are dangling under him. And there is the faintest red glow around their faces. In the second, which is timestamped seven seconds after the first, the guy against the car is on the ground, and the other is just a blur. It looks like he's running, except the blur streaks further down the street than should be possible for a regular person in that shorter time. North, what do you think is going on in these pictures? Do you think it's an alpha? What am I looking at? That guy, you see that red glow? Apparently it's coming from his eyes. And then in the next one, he's just gone. Ooh, it could be. That would explain how he could move so fast. It'd be cool, don't you think, having like superpowers? I don't really like the idea of being experimented on for science. If you come in early on your next shift, you might run to Leah. Leah? Yeah, she's an alpha. She comes in for coffee sometimes during the day shift. Ooh, or it could be a demon. You seriously believe in demons, but draw the line at conspiracy theories. Yeah, obviously. Or it could be a shade, right? People say they get freaky powers of their own from the veil. It's definitely possible. Shades aren't particularly well studied, but there's concrete proof now that some of them manifest abilities on top of the veil sickness and physical mutations. That's a, a whole topic for another day. A commenter on Ada837's original post speculates another theory. It could be an alpha off the clock. But have you considered he was an illegal alpha? Apparently there's a drug going around that gives you alpha powers for a short time. Another commenter adds... Don't forget Alpha Program dropouts. They take more people on than complete the program. Maybe some of them still get the powers. There was a guy claiming to be one of them here last month. His username is Rogue Wolf. What I want to know is what it actually means to be in the Alpha Program. What do they put them through? Why is it all so secretive? I looked back through the site until I found the post where Rogue Wolf made his claim. There wasn't much there, just a few alpha fanboys talking about whether they would make the cut in the program, and a comment from this guy saying he'd been in it once and they didn't stand a chance. Still, I reached out to see if he was willing to talk. It's Friday night, about 1am. The shop is empty, as usual. Who <laughs> wants coffee on a Friday after midnight? Still, pays the bills. I've been looking into that supposed alpha drug, there isn't much out there, but there was a post on Shadow's blog about it. It goes by a few names. Hunter, Nitro, Supernova. Apparently it's legit. It's either a tablet or an injectable liquid, and people who take it have a chance of developing, or I guess more like unlocking the potential of, preternatural powers for a short time whilst tripping on it. I know someone who works in a pharmaceutical lab, not an older one. And I reached out to her to ask if and how it would be possible from something as simple as a drug. Her name is Mira. She's just left me this voicemail, so I'm going to play it for you. Hi, Bastion. It's good to hear from you. I hope you're doing well. Did you get the coffee shop job then? If so, I'll have to come by sometime. The lab practically runs on coffee. 
I understand what you're asking here. The answer is yes. It would be possible. Theoretically, it would be easy. I'm sure you've heard stories of the incredible feats people can pull off in life or death situations, right? How people can survive climbing down mountains with broken legs or wrestle a polar bear to save their children? It's called hysterical strength. And it happens in extreme situations where there's just the right cocktail of cortisol, adrenaline, and endorphins. Humans only use a fraction of our maximum theoretical strength, and our bodies naturally conserve energy, not waste it. In most cases, pain and fatigue keep us from reaching our max potential to prevent injury. But when those aren't a factor, anyone could, again, theoretically, run at intense speed or lift an unnatural amount of weight. It's entirely possible that a drug could be developed that would replicate the physical conditions to set off hysterical strength. Although, it's never been replicated in a lab on public record, so it still seems unlikely. As for a drug that instigates other powers, I couldn't say. It seems more like magic than science. Don't be a stranger, okay? Let's get a drink again sometime. Magic versus science is forever being speculated with Augur. Their bioengineering department insists there's no magic involved in their human augmentation programs, and I'm inclined to believe it. It's been more than two centuries since widespread magic died out. What remains is little more than echoes of hereditary powers, and that's limited to a fraction of our population. Instead, Augur Biotech claims that everything it achieves is the result of a single, highly secretive formula. What can you tell us about the Wonder Serum? Your department keeps the components under lock and key. It has to be that way. The Alpha Serum is extremely delicate. If someone were to try replicating it without fully understanding how to handle it, the results could be devastating. Deadly, even. This was an interview with Volta earlier this year, after CEO Wesley Hastings announced the Alpha Prime initiative. The initiative intends to see an Alpha Prime, aka an Alpha with superior powers like generating fire and camouflaging to their environment, placed in law enforcement in every capital city in the United States in the next 10 years. As usual, Volter was the poster boy for the project. That's understandable. I know Augur Biotech is very dedicated to ensuring the safety of its subjects. We are. Ethics are a primary concern for my department. When you work with live test subjects, human or animal, you have a responsibility to treat them as they are. Living things, deserving of respect. Is there anything you can tell us about how the serum works? On a baseline level, it alters the genetic makeup of the subject. An alpha prime might be able to generate an electrical charge, for example. The result is a physical makeup that exhibits additional cells to an ordinary human. And these cells are similar to those you would see in Electrophorus, commonly called an electric eel. If it's so deadly for someone to attempt to replicate the Alpha Serum, this drug is bad news. I'm going to reach out to Augur for comment. Your call is very important to us. Please hold. I've been on hold for nearly an hour. (laughs) 
Maybe they're hoping I'll hang up. All operators are busy at this time. Please hold. Never underestimate my ability to stick to a useless task. That is my superpower. Good morning, Augur Corporation Biotechnologies Department. This is Sally Durst. How can I help you? Hi, I've been directed to your department. I hope this is the right place to ask. I'm looking to speak to Dr. Volter. I'm afraid Dr. Volter is unavailable at present. Is the doctor expecting your call? No, this is my first time calling. I'm a reporter. Looking to get a comment for a story on the Alpha Prime Initiative? If Dr. Volter isn't available, perhaps I could speak to uh, Dr. Briggs? Dr. Briggs is at our sister site today, but I can try to arrange a call back for you. Do you have a referral number from our public relations department? No. Sorry, no one told me I need to go through public relations. If you go to our website, at the bottom of the page you'll find a link to our press page. There's a form there. They should get back to you within two to three working days with a referral number and let you know what department will answer your inquiry. <sighs> I guess I'm filling out that form. I left the program three years ago. Worst time of my life. That's Rogue Wolf from Hustle. We've exchanged a few messages and I explained the podcast. He actually agreed to give me an interview about the Alpha program, but asked me not to share his name. Remember those NDAs I mentioned earlier? Yeah. But here he is, explaining Alpha in his own words. When you signed up for the program, did you anticipate what it would be like? Was it explained to you? In part, but I don't think anyone could anticipate an experience like that. In what way? <sighs> Becoming an Alpha involves a lot of stress on the body. Physical pain I could cope with, but this was non-stop. 24 hours sometimes. <laughs> Mental torment too. There was one week they didn't let us sleep. We were forced to stand until we collapsed, and then they shocked us to keep us awake. They talked to you like garbage and on you until you feel like you're nothing. Is that even legal? It's is what it is. But you sign their paperwork so they can do it. Why did they do it? Put candidates through that, I mean. They tell you it unlocks your potential. Ah, your hysterical strength. What? Never mind. What about the serum? You have to be evaluated before they give it to you. If you fail the evaluation, you keep going until you pass it. Everyone gets the serum at different times. Everyone reacts to it different too. How did you react? I'm not in the program anymore, am I? What was it about the Alpha program that appealed to you in the first place? Did you want the prestige? The powers? The money. Simple as that? Basically, anyone can sign up for Alpha, but I got to know the guys in there with me, and it's not just anyone. Here's a theory for your little show. Go on. Orga vet their applicants, and they only take the most desperate, down-and-out people. The kind of people no one is gonna miss. People who already don't exist in this country. And when we fail enough times, they don't give a f*** about kicking us back to the gutter with nothing but the clothes on our backs. Alpha aggression out of uniform. An illegal drug that gives you temporary superpowers. Dark secrets from within the training program. It feels like I've just touched the tip of an iceberg. If the Alpha Serum formula is kept locked up so tightly, who is responsible for creating the drug Hunter? 
If Augur is so hung up on ethical practices and safety protocols, who is signing off on these dangerous training regimes? Is Wolf's story one of the worst out there, or just one of many experiences had by potential alpha candidates who are tied up under non-disclosure? I wanted answers. Hi, I called the other day about getting a comment from Dr. Volter about Alpha Prime. I have a referral number now, it's uh, 033586. Thank you very much. I'm afraid Dr. Volter isn't available at present, but I can take a message and see if I can schedule a call back when he has time. <laughs> Busy guy, huh? Sure. Okay, uh, sure. Is there anyone else around I could perhaps speak to instead? Is Dr. Briggs in today? Dr. Briggs is at our sister site this afternoon, but I can try to arrange a callback for you. Or another researcher? I'll check for you one moment. I'm not being funny here. She kind of sounds like a robot with these responses, right? Can I take your name, please, sir? It's Sebastian Fenn. Are you still there? Yes, sorry, Mr. Fan. Is this the best contact number for you? It is, yeah. Have you found someone for me to speak to? I really don't mind who, just someone with a connection to the Alpha program who can answer my questions. I should be able to arrange a callback from Dr. Lamb, Dr. Volta's assistant. When can I expect that? I'll have to check the diary when Dr. Lamb is in the office. Right. Well, thank you for your time. Corporate red tape. Do you ever feel like someone really doesn't want to talk to you? Hey, you can interview me if you like. Thanks, North. My opinion on Alpha is that they're hot. <laughs> if you're an Alpha, you're hot. It's like a given, you know? North is a huge fan of the Alpha Corporation. Never mind that I've been waiting two weeks for a callback that I know is never coming. You would be too if you weren't a bastard. <laughs> What's not to love anyway? Augur is the future. One day I'll be living in my smart home with my smartwatch and my AI assistant, taking care of everything so I can live a carefree life in the lap of luxury. <laughs> and you'll be grumpy and alone in your tinfoil hat, scrounging for dinner in a dumpster. You'll see. Gee, thanks, North. And where does Justin factor into all of this? Uh, shut, shut up. He's on the other side of the kitchen door. Justin is the general manager here at Night Shift Coffee, and... Well, he might listen to this one day. I shouldn't say anything else. Anyway, I've never understood what your problem is with Augur. Is it because they make so much money? When I was worried about whether or not we could afford to employ you here, Nathaniel reassured me. He said that you hate money so much that you wouldn't care if we didn't pay you at all. Nathaniel is North's older brother, one of several. He works at the hospital. Nate recommended me to night shift when I was between jobs. However it might sound, I'm not diametrically opposed to Augur. My opinion of them can be summed up in the description of my favorite Ecker City tourist attraction, the Corporate Beast. Beneath a tunnel in the heart of Keystone, you can find a huge stone statue of a bloated man lounging on his side, one hand raising a middle finger. It's carved to look like he's wearing a suit, although the body is bulging out at every seam. Painted on the walls behind it are dozens of dollar bills, and surrounding it, People graffiti an endless list of immoral things done by corporations across the country. It's highbrow art. 
In a simple sense, I don't agree with any private entity holding as much power as Augur does. Yes, they are the very heart of technological progress, and I don't begrudge progress by any means. But they also have a chokehold on energy, healthcare, housing. Even balancing their death grip on this country with charity work and initiatives to help people in need, it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine they're holding puppet strings in the government. I don't hate money. I just don't really care about money. No, it's, uh, I, I don't think you'd understand if I tried to explain. It just is what it is. And I don't even know whether I'd say I hate Augur either. We're just incompatible for a lot of reasons. Aww, like you and Nathaniel? <laughs> don't you start. Oh, table three needs something. Yeah, I'll be right with you. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think my interview just walked in. Good evening. Hi. H hello, Dr. Volter. Uh, <laughs> what can I get for you? Can I interest you in something sweet? We have uh, dog biscuits, too. They're homemade. I don't do sweet. Just a large black coffee. Nothing for the dogs. They are on a specialized diet. Sure. That'll be... That'll be $2.15, please. Holy shit. He's so much more threatening in person. Wow. Uh, what do I do? It'd be rude to just bombard him with questions when I give him his coffee, right? I will literally kill you if you don't. North. Sebastian Fenn, if you don't seize this opportunity right now, if you don't walk up to Dr. Sexy over there and demand answers for your dumb podcast at once, I'm going over instead, and I'll tell him that you like to jump his bones in the dirty motel down the street and hand him your number instead. You wouldn't. Do you want to try me? Okay, I, I'm going. <laughs> I am going. Here's your coffee. You sure I can't get you anything else? This is fine. Thank you. Okay. Enjoy. Oh, Seth. You know, he's really busy right now. That's okay. Can I get a... North. Sorry, could I... This is really rude of me. Hmm? I left a message with your office. They said you'd call me back and answer some questions I had about Alpha Prime, but that was two weeks ago. I don't know if they ever actually passed the message on to you. Mr. Holden? No. Uh, Sebastian. Sebastian Fenn. Ah, yes. I don't seem to recall any messages from a barista. I thought you were a reporter. I am. I mean, it's for a podcast about Augur. Well, this episode is about Augur. I see. I've been investigating some rumors about your alpha program, and about a street drug called Hunter that supposedly gives users temporary abilities like alphas have. I found some leads, but it gave me more questions than answers, and I thought for clarity I could speak to... You know what? Never mind. Sorry to bother you. Mr. Fenn. Huh? Take a seat. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. Are you okay with me recording this? We'll see. Okay, great. 
Great. Actually, I had some questions written down if I could just get my phone. Or not. Mr. Fenn, tell me everything you know about Hunter. You'll hear more from Dr. Volter next time on the Night Shift Podcast. The Night Shift Podcast is brought to you by Sebastian Fenn, right out of Ecker City, USA. If you have enjoyed today's episode and would like to support the show, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash nightshift. Opening theme by Pastis. Additional voices by Katie B, Angie Gon, V Black, Vic Trevino, Chase R, Ash Pendragon, Zena H. Chowdhury, and Sasha Alexandra. Special thanks to Sophia Johansson, Emily Hogarth, and Katie B. Got a conspiracy to share with me? You can find me online at NightShiftCast, everywhere that matters, or email me at nightshiftcoffeeshop at gmail.com. <laughs>